Birthday cake, guys. Mmm. Mmm, cake. Oh. It was frozen cake. Oh, yeah. It's, Not a frozen cake, but I, a frozen cake. I ate the fuck out of, um, um, I forgot his name. You called him Olaf earlier? That's because it's his name. Oh, okay, because I have not seen it. Is this sounding okay? You sound great. Yeah. I sound kind of muffled, but it could be because there's lots of cake in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, could be the icing. Yeah. Muffled your vocal cords. So well. we'll just go with it. Oh. That's going to be the nightmare, isn't it? What's going to happen within the next few years is I'm going to stop being able to speak at all. And I have nothing to say. Oh my god. We'll just have to <laughs> we'll just have to stare at each other, which is weird because I don't think I actually I had who was I talking to about this? Basically, I don't look at people very often. <clears throat> yeah, I avoid eye contact like, with most people. You know what I mean? I don't uh, like I you know, we are for one of a better for, uh, term uh, family, right? Yeah. And yet I don't really pay you no mind. <laughs> I know what you look like. <laughs> you don't have to see people. It's like him. But I'm trying to make a concerted effort to make more eye contact. Yeah. But usually what I find is after I've made eye contact, to show that I'm still making eye contact, <laughs> or there might be something in my eye, I close my eyes and look at the sky for a bit, they come back. Yeah, I do tend to sort of look, notice that we've got eye contact, then can look away. Yeah. So I tend to look more at the recorder than people. Yeah, no, well, that's a good way yeah. to make sure your mouth's roughly in the right direction of it. Oh, and this week's choice, I'd like to point out before we get into the, because you'll do that, is 60 minutes long, and that's your fault. I picked this, um, mainly because I thought it was going to be a car crash, and I don't think I was wrong. Um, But it's one of these things you go, well, we'll pick that, because, one, I didn't think they were still releasing stuff. Well, they only released an album last year or the year before because my sister got it and saw them live in Glasgow. Why? Well, uh, no, it the year before because I think I can't remember. I think I saw Madness with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it must have been. Well, not me because I've never seen no. them live. And I, oh. I didn't even care about, no, they that were, wasn't them, that was Simple Minds. Yeah. Simple Minds play the ACC. Couldn't give a fuck about Simple Minds. Yeah. Stranglers open for them. Very yeah. upset. The, um... Yeah, as far as I remember about um, Madness Live, I think I remember them being poop. Yeah. Um, there you go. So yeah, so this is their 11th studio album, released 28th of October 2016. Okay. Although, I picked it because it was on a bunch of albums that were released this year. Mm-hmm. But the Wikipedia says October, so maybe digitally October. Physically. This year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the, the only reason I picked it is because I thought it was recent. Well, no, but like so. uh, <coughs> next week we'll be doing Run the Jewels, right? Yeah. That officially came out two days ago. Yeah. But they, no, for love, it released it on Christmas Day as oh. their Christmas present. Yeah, uh, okay. Oh, because I remember I, there was a lot of things released around the same date. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, running time 58 minutes, 59 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, the reviews, all music. Three and a half stars. The Guardian, four stars. The Financial Times and The Independent, three stars. Aggregate, Metacritic, 75 out of 100. Well, that's... Which is far too Three out of four. That's that's pretty strong. I would call this... You know what? Three stars sounds pretty good. As as an overview, three stars feels pretty good. Uh, Struggling with two and a half. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was pretty poor. 
But anyway, we'll get into it. Um, chart positions. Yeah. Uh, five in the UK, six okay. in Scotland, and 25 in Ireland. There you go. When we now, put things on our Apple Music, yeah. do we help with that chart position at all? Or do Possibly. we not? Or is it just plays, so it works like singles? You know what yeah, I mean? Could be. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just wondered. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I've got my here about testes. The chart's got end-of-year chart. Mm-hmm. Um, it reached, well, it was 99 in the end-of-year chart, so I don't know what... That's pretty poor, though, isn't it? So who cares? Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, this... Uh, um, where to start? Well, track Let's one. Let's start at the beginning. Can't Touch Us Now, title track, which was the third single released 16th of December. Um, yeah, I haven't got any chart positions or anything for this because it's oh, my list and nobody bothered updating it in Wikipedia. I've never listened to a man with them other than mm-hmm. Best of Madness album. I Divine Madness, I have it on tape. Yeah. Uh, Complete Madness, I believe, came out a couple of years ago. Which is almost the same as Divine Madness, but yeah. slight different track order. I, um, I've, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never listened to like it's a pure fucking. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always been like a compilation best of. And the compilation best ofs were pretty damn strong. Is all I'm going to say. I really quite like them. Um, now this. Now moving into can't touch us now. Yes. Um, it's gonna. It's one of these things that often, well. The way I sort of see it, in my opinion, mm. it can be quite a safe opener, sort of thing. And that's this one, none too surprising, very sort of just madness sounding, but it just no, that's the thing. It's nice and it's got it's got good melodies, but Suggs sounds like Roger Waters here. Get rid of that. You know who Roger Waters is? No. Lead singer of Pink Floyd after Sid Barrett died before he oh, left yeah, in like the early eighties. Yeah, I, I know of Pink Floyd. Okay, yeah. think of a song from The Wall. Okay. And that's what he sounds oh, like. Okay. Roger Waters. Mm. He's got a lot of husk in his voice. Mm. I, one of the things, it's probably more aimed at Suggs than the rest of them, I think, because it's good. Suggs is not an opener. But I just, just felt that he just couldn't be fucked right from the beginning in this. But I feel like he writes all the songs, so why would he even bother? I mean, he's the songwriter. Because they'll get tour out of it, and they'll sell t-shirts, and they'll make money, and that's it. And I don't know, I think it's just can... You don't need to make a new album to tour anymore. Everyone's on that nostalgia yeah. bandwagon. Well, you know, when Simple Minds, me. like I say, played the ACC last year, they would, they, they just did a tour for that album that was released for at the same time as The Breakfast Club. You know, the one with yeah. the fist and the... And the uh, Forget about me on it. They were touring that album. That wasn't even an anniversary. That was like 1984. It's like 32 years later. They're like, yeah, let's tour that album. Mm. Well, somebody should have told Suggs and he could not bother with this. Well, you know, it just he sounds real rough. It's not like uh, in his heyday when he was singing Cecilia <coughs> and dancing in a bowler hat in the 90s. Yeah. His solo career was really a lot better than anything Madness ever did. <laughs> even though I cannot name one song other than Cecilia <laughs> and that was a cover version and I know there were more than one I think he released that twice didn't he and then a couple of years later didn't he release it again I'm 
Sure he did. Did he, on the second release, uh, put the year in it? You know, it's like a big fan, you know, like Cecilia in 99. It's the sort of thing that uh, <laughs> Wigfield would do with Saturday Night for her entire career. Oh. Or M would do with pop music. Talk about pop yeah. music. I have an M album. It's all right. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Shooby dooby doo wop 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 wop. <laughs> bang that, bang boogie that was a fun one <laughs> damn I would pay good money for an album called bang bang boogie <laughs> write it but this is coming from a, a man who wants to release an album uh, just called grief cancellor <laughs> I can't even remember where that came from but that's really sticking it's, it's a terrible idea um, yeah. most of these reviews I have right you know I said from now on we don't need good track by track we no. don't want to it to sort of no. but it helps to put things together a lot of times my only note and you can see this <coughs> I've written meh <laughs> well yeah I, I had to resist the urge to do that because I do tend to do it or just write nothing at all but I've tried mm. to get into it so I mean the skipping ahead you like, say it best when you write nothing when at you say all fuck all <laughs> um, I said, well, let's go like, track three now, Mr. Apples. It's fine. Um, for, it was the first single released 7th September. Mm. Um, my only one, I didn't write mad, just wrote, wretchedly forgettable. Wow. Um, I. It's fine. <laughs> track four, I was just plain bad. Oh, I wrote Scar, uh, five exclamation marks. Sounds like madness, one exclamation mark. Well, five. Um, Grand Slam, track mm-hmm. five. Um, this is the point where I realised I was not paying attention to this album, and that while sort of listening to it, it just made me think of Ghost Town by the Specials. So while this was playing, I was just on my phone on YouTube listening to Ghost Town by the Specials and going, oh, "This is so much better." While this played in the background because I just I'd given up by track five. I had, I wrote uh, sounds even more like Madness or the Specials. So there you go, the same there. Now, I put like track six and seven. Um, this is normally the point in the album where I'd given up, but it really felt to me like madness had given up at this <laughs> point as well. Um, could you please, that's oh. my, uh, my note for seven. <laughs> oh, is it kind of shit? Just kind of shit. It was just. I said, I just. Oh, nonsense. Um, track 8 now another version of me mm-hmm. and I'm just listening to it going now because everything else is kind of we're trundling along the whole yeah, yeah. nostalgia wagon or whatever are we meant to get excited because he mentioned the house because it's just he seems to emphasise the word house and you're like okay you had that house of fun song okay but okay, the rest of the song are we just meant to go oh he mentioned the house the problem I have with it, right? It has, think of there's nice bass on that song, right? But the lyrics sound like a shit television song. That's hard to believe, yeah. right? And, right? Cards on the table. Terrorvision are my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Their second and third albums, uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People, and Regular Urban Survivors, are two of my favourite stupid, just playing through albums. Mm. And so his dumb lyrics actually are fine in a certain set of set. But 
one thing, right, you expect in life is that Suggs would be a better lyricist than Tony from Terrorist. <laughs> I just don't know. In fact, my, my, my note ends, and there's obviously too much Trump going on, because I wrote right. sad in ca- capitals over the next week. Mark. No, we're on to like, track nine, Mumbo Jumbo. Mumbo Jumbo. Which is the point that I tuned out even more and was just going through their Wikipedia page to see if I could find anything interesting. And uh, possibly upsettingly, I find out that every year they do a House of Fun weekend at Butland. That's quite sickening, isn't it? Oh, fucking Butland. Yeah, but they make some pennies. I mean, it's good for them and their own money. There's like 11 people in madness. you got to make money if you can. I for mumbo jumbo, I wrote, I like it, and I see how I work. I like it when they sound like madness. (laughs) (laughs) Now, track ten. What Herbert? The second single released fourteenth of October. Um, I'm just like, it's a new low point in the album because every track, as this goes on, every time I think. Like can't get any worse than this. Mm-hmm. A couple of tracks later, I'm proved wrong, and it gets worse. Every time you say a single has been released, the only note I've written is meh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now here's another thing that I yet again I went to YouTube and listened to something else while this was playing for track eleven, and that when the piano starts in it, it kind of reminds me of Fat Boy Slim's Praise Praise You. Is that Don't Leave the Past Behind You? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I just went, oh, I remember that. And instantly went on my phone again and uh, watched the video to praise you while this was going in the background, just completely ignoring it. Um, um, I, I think this was supposed to be disparaging, but I'll hear this on Jules Holland one day. <laughs> At his funeral. Uh, uh, yeah, 12 can you skip because I was just... Oh, that was another man. Not even paying attention to that. Now... Oh, this has been changed to Pam the Hawk. It's Pam the Hawk's the next one, not Pam. Um, I've written it as Pam the Ham. Now, even from the the title, Mm -hmm. I went, well, we're in trouble with this one because Pam the Hawk already sounds like it's going to be terrible sort of comedy. uh, My first note is best song title ever, question mark. Now, here's the thing. Well, this is the thing about his voice. Sounds to me when he's doing this kind of almost not as much singy but spokeny word kind of thing. But, um, it sounds like he's doing a very bad Bowie impression. No, no, close but no, he's doing a very bad Ian Deary impersonation. Oh, that is a really bad Ian Deary impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because Ian Deary did an awful lot of spoken word yeah. later on, Aye. and that's he 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 has the rhythms of yeah. Ian Deary. But terrible delivery. Oh, it was just, it kind of, there was a couple of line of words or something he came and he said, and all I could think of was um, Adam Buck's <gasps> the was, was, and things. Remember when Paul Young was in that band who sang the song Toast? No. Sounds like, right, that's how we're going to end this. I'll find it as we go in. Okay. Because um, somehow, it's, and we're gonna, we were going to stop for lunch, but we're nearly there. Well, yeah. Um... I said maybe the, the chicken could probably do a little bit longer just in case. Yeah, yeah. Um, 14, the, the least objectionable thing on the album for me, but still just not too little too late. Damage is done. 
Um, SID is all I wrote for that, but I don't know what that means. Mm. Maybe I was trying to write sad again, but gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15, longest track on the album. Just uh, soul denying its hope. Just torture. I Pure fucking torture. I, called, I just wrote shit madness. And then, as I say, every time I thought it was getting. It couldn't get any worse. It got worse. Mm. And then track 16, Whistle in the Dark, which even my first notes for this, the first time I listened to it, were just, fuck me. What is this? Just a fucking, like, some sort of terrible abomination of a fucking track. It's, it must be the worst thing they've ever done, right? Well, I wrote that as, and this is obviously a callback to something I thought earlier, but this is now just shit television song. And if you think about television, they probably were sort of influenced by madness uh, with at least the tone of their songs. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, see, now, my sort of overall view in this is uh, I thought it lacked energy. Um, there were sort of brief moments of nostalgia where through the old madness kind mm-hmm. of peek through and you go, oh. but for the sort of nostalgia factor, was I saying neuralgia factor? That sounds different. Um, nostalgia factor. Yeah, it did make me want to listen to stuff from the past, but just not madness though. Other bands mm-hmm. that were just kind of reminded of. So it's kind of backfired, and I don't want to go back and listen to their stuff or download more of their stuff. Yeah. I've got other stuff going through my head that I'd rather bloody listen to. And something else I think is kind of notable through this album is that. The instrumentation, a lot of what I'd expect from Madness wasn't there. Like there were certain songs that there was more emphasis on kind of pianos and saxophones, mm-hmm. but overall, a lot of that was missing throughout this. Mm-hmm. And they just again, did they give him the sax player the day off for most of it or something? I, I don't know. There was the stuff that you'd come to expect from them that you want to hey, hear right. more of. Just again, they, they just weren't there, and it's just. It's not what you expect from Ultimate Madness. And, Shockingly, know. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. As in, you've covered pretty much all of my talking yeah. points. I, I was most proud of the overall notes for this one because I thought mm. I did a good job, so apparently I did. Yeah. No, I, I described it simply as uh, uh, laconic nostalgia for Thatcher's Britain. <laughs> 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 Which, none of that should be seen as a good thing. No. That's it, but then it, as you said earlier, at the start, you can only listen to their best ofs. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just what a Madness album is. They've got their kind well, okay, this one's even lacking the two or three really sort of good mm-hmm. standout ones. Everything else is kind of this shit. But I, I always liked the stuff that wasn't really good Madness or was considered good. I always liked Night Boat to Cairo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, the Magnificent... What's it called? Magnificent? It's not called the Magnificent Seven, but it's like that weird piano instrumental they have. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you... I think, like, how many tracks are on like, one of their... 26. Their best 26. 26. But they've done, is it 11 albums? Mm-hmm. So... Well, you, that's a quarter of their songs. You yeah. look at it that way. If there's right. 10 on each one, there's more like 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, can, what... Like, you're looking at somewhere of uh, uh, maybe two. You're looking at somewhere between, yeah, you know, a quarter of their songs to, you know, slightly over 
I, was, I went with the percentages in my brain that confused me. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? If you've got 15 songs on there, then you could say, add that onto 25, take that up. What am I trying to say? <coughs> 36, so a third. Maybe a third of their songs on the 26 track, best yeah. of. You know what I mean? That can't be right. Whatever. Doesn't yeah. What we're saying is, uh, stick with the best of, there's like 26 tracks on it. Yeah. And you can still skip around then. It's mm. like when uh, you turn the White Album into the best album ever by cutting out the tracks you don't like. But with the best of. Mm. Yeah. There you go. We're really in the chaff madness period, is what we're really saying. So what's next time? Run the jewels. Uh, no, Dropkick. Dropkick Murphy's. Murphy's yeah. And then run the jewels after that. Because cool. I told them to fish my oysters. No, 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 but I didn't know if we are not going to do that no, day anyway. No, because so. I'm going to pass it. And exactly, so what's the point? So until next time, guys, when we do the Dropkick Murphys, yeah. take care. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to play, play us out oh. on this horrible song. Because um, this is what it is. <sighs> Morning, all. Morning. I've got to tell you about when I was a young boy. Must have been three or four so, months old. You don't remember the, the band, Street Band? I didn't no. really know what I wanted. With Paul, we go. I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah, well, what's Top of the Pops, too? <laughs> <laughs> so I sat there in the high chair, thinking one day, looking at me train, thinking, what I'd give for me meal on there. So I started looking around to see what I'd give. It's like, what if Nicholas Lindhurst was drunk? <laughs> and I looked in the corner, and there's a little bread bin no I always get him I've never heard Nicholas Lindhurst I always think of remember that guy he was on something on ITV but then he was like he was the first one I think to do Barnum or whatever remember they did some sort of musical Paul Nichols I think that's him I was blonde curly hair yeah curly hair blonde I always mix them up for some reason so whenever I hear Nicholas Lindner I think of that guy first then go on the way not have a thought and I think it's uh, yeah. but I couldn't remember what his name was my family loved Just Good Friends probably because Denim Elliot was in it didn't you love this song? It's the greatest song of all time. I'm just saying, that if you're going to write a song, why not just look through your covers? <laughs> you can happily stop this recording whenever you like, and I will then stop this. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're welcome.